What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Boomcast. We have another great episode here for you today. As always, I'm your host, Storm. I got my co-host, Evil, Jim Bob, Jimbo, Uncle Jim, whatever you want to call him. (laughs) (laughs) And we got a special guest on the show today. We got the man, the myth, the legend himself, the tournament guru, the tournament master. It's the one and only Goofy. What's going on, brother? Yo, yo, yo. Thanks for having me aboard. Of course, man. So uh, we wanted to get uh, to know you a little better, obviously on a personal level, and then we'll uh, start talking about the co- the COD AM scene. You know your involvement in it, uh, some tournament stuff, some cool stuff, and uh, yeah. So to start, for people who don't really know you or know much about you, uh, just describe you know how you came up in the COD scene, where you started out, where you are now, and uh, where you see yourself going. I guess. Who is Goofy today? Yeah. So it started off, I was a pub kid, surprisingly. And I ran into these kids playing S&D that were like on a team or whatever. And I dunked on them, you know, pretty bad. And they were like, you should try out for our team or you should play for us. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went ahead to try out for them and I made the team. And they were in like a small, like a really, really small crossplay league. And... Uh, so that was like my first initial start and I was like, okay, in the beginning and I got like really good. And then I was in a, an eights discord and someone posted in there that they were having tryouts for like this really big org. So I went to those tryouts and the org was brand new and it was team Degen. I don't know if you heard of them or not. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I tried out for team Degen and, uh, ended up making that team, played with a bunch of guys there, started getting my name out. And then I ended up leaving them for a little bit before joining another org about a month or so. I was just to kind of like kind of work on my own gameplay and stuff like that and get my name out there and network a little bit more. And that all worked out like super well. Um, and then towards the end of MW is when I really blew up because it's when I started hosting uh, my first couple of tourneys. And then I won a couple of tourneys in the off season and I started placing well in like a couple of leagues and stuff like that. Um, so, so yeah, we're talking like good. last summer time frame. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Right on. Hey, um, when you were with DGen, did you happen to play with them when they were in the Salvation's Elite uh, League? Uh huh. You might have played us. Very possible. When we were when we were TNT Team No Trace, we were horrible. And I only played a couple games with them because we had like four different rosters, so we kind of all just bounced around. Like, hey, you need a sub? Yeah, hop in. We played a series. They ended up getting the, uh, that kid's, you know, you know that kid's Speedy? Speedy Melt or something like that? Yeah, so he subbed in with them. And uh, I, was actually, I was actually playing last season. I remember clutching up a 1v4 on Gunrunner Search. <laughs> my heart was pumping out of my freaking, out of my throat, dude. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, I, I gotta- remember Speedy played with us for a little bit, like on the team I was on. You either yeah. you either played each other and don't remember, or like you just missed each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the two. Small world, man. All right, so end of modern warfare off season, you started winning some tournaments. What what next? Yeah, I started uh, hosting a couple tourneys, and then I can't remember if I won my own tourney or not, but I might have. But I won like a couple two hundred dollar tourneys, and I was like the only person hosting the modern warfare tourneys. Everyone switched back to like. 
World War II S and D childs or Black Ops Four tourneys. Like that's what everyone was doing. Yeah. For like a small group of people that I hosted tourneys for, and we'd have a good turnout. Usually like, you know, fifteen teams, ten, fifteen, twenty teams, like smaller ones, but fun, with decent prize pools. So I wanted a decent amount of those, and that's how I really got my name out there. That and then the hosting attorneys. And then once Cold War came around, uh, I started off with a really good team. And we ended up breaking up just because, like, the vibe and stuff weren't there. But uh, by then, I was, like, pretty well-known. And when I posted my free agent tweet, kind of blew up. I like, let's say, like, 70 or 80 retweets, like, over 140 likes or something like that. Nice, bro. It was, like, really well-known. That, that's when I, like, first realized it. That your name was out there in the AM scene. Yeah, like, that decent amount. That's pretty cool. Um. And then I took a break off a of comp for a minute and I hosted a couple tourneys at the beginning, just like, like a couple small ones and they were okay, but I was running them all from my phone because at the time I didn't have a computer to use. Right. So I was like making these, uh, Google docs for the roster sheet and everything like that, like in car rides on the way back home from work on my phone. And that was like super hard. Thankfully they were kind of small, but yeah. And then kind of just kept growing from there. Right on. So that's a pretty uh, quick come up, if you ask me. Like, obviously, yeah. your your skill level and like your ability to organize tournaments and run them yourself. Like, you're obviously skilled in doing that. That obviously played a role in you know getting your name out there so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. This is kind of like a loaded question. Like, it's it's hard to think about on the spot, but. Where do you see yourself, I guess, in the COD scene, like going forward? Do you have like a goal? Uh, do you want to be, are you pursuing like a professional player career? Do you see yourself working with the league one day? Like where do you have any aspirations to further, you know, cement yourself in the COD scene? Pretty good question, actually. I mean, at first, I wanted to be a pro COD player, but like, now that I've played challengers and played in these leagues and shit like that, mm-hmm. it's like pretty damn hard to get there. Like, I don't know if people realize how hard it is. It's um, not easy. No, no, because like you see these kids who've been running challengers for a couple of years in a row, two, three, four years, that still aren't pros. And they've placed, you know, they've won challengers events, they've placed, they've gone to land and placed well, they've done all this stuff and they're still in the challengers. So. That's it's iffy, so maybe, but I doubt it. Um, I wouldn't mind being a top AM one day, but for right now, it's not looking very good, to be honest. Um, right. In terms of working for a CDL team or something like that, I'd have to find like another route to get there because, like, I don't know. Um, you don't really post tourneys like under under like pro teams like you don't see a rocker free entry tourney so like if an opportunity comes that way like where i can host a tourney like something huge under an org like that i mean then maybe but like i don't see that happening for a long time because like right. you have people like cheeto running the biggest tourneys every sunday or saturday whatever day it is it and then you have cod agent is yeah 7,000 followers. They run big tourneys like two or three times a week. So like once maybe my tourneys get that big, uh, 
and maybe some more people see it and I get some more opportunities under my belt, then we'll see. But for now, uh, I'm not really sure. I'm trying to like figure out ways here to get my name out there a little bit more if uh, the tourney thing didn't work out. So I don't know. I need to take my own advice and like uh, whenever someone DMs me on like how to get their name out there, I tell them you have to like either be really disgusting at the game or you need to find a way to network and bring value like, to other people. Yeah, right. So like Spark does a podcast. You guys do a podcast. Um, you content. Guys board owners thing. Yeah, Co- like content's content. key. Yeah. There's uh, S&D streamers. There's Warzone streamers. There's GFX artists. Uh, like there's a bunch of different things you can do to get your name out there. You just have to find out what you're good at and what people need. Are there any, do any of those streams you just mentioned, or maybe one you didn't mention, like interest you like in the back of your head, but you just haven't had the time to like dabble in it? Yeah. So I wouldn't mind streaming wagers or being a Warzone streamer. I used to really like Warzone and uh, maybe just a regular content creator because when I get on with like a couple of homies and we're just like grinding out Warzone or pubs or just whatever, like. It can get pretty fun and like i already have a decent name around me so maybe if i got like a nice pc and a nice webcam and a good setup and stuff like that i could start streaming again because when i used to stream i used to have a decent following up there so yeah man bring the vibes sure. you definitely try that again out soon. bring right out on. the vibes and fry oh, yeah. <laughs> uh so you mentioned uh cheeto um running some of the biggest tournaments um obviously anybody in the cod am scene right now uh it's no secret that his name's been kind of up and down as of late with some news and some accusations and a whole bunch of stuff being thrown around on the tl uh you recently hosted a tournament with him uh just curious how that went in your opinion and uh yeah i guess your opinion on all that yeah so uh when he hit me up to run this free entry with him it was about two hours later, and then that's when all those twit longers came out and all the Twitter drama started happening. And I didn't really want my name attached to him at the time, just because obviously it looked really, really bad at, at the moment because like he's getting slandered on the timeline, he's roasting other people, people are taking sides, and it didn't like look good. So that was like the worst timing possible. Yeah, the TL was spicy, man. Yeah, it was hot. It was crazy. Yeah. Like I remember just. He's like, hey, you want to host attorney? He's like, yeah, what day? Dur, dur, dur. Two hours later, I see something on the timeline. It's like, boom, I'm going to post a twit longer. Guy posts a twit longer, and I read the whole thing, and I'm like, Jesus. People are going to see this. It kind of blows up. blows up big enough to where he has to respond to it. He responds. He has 7,000-some followers. Everyone sees that. So then that's blowing up. And then everyone sees my name attached to his name with all this bad stuff, like floating around his name like a day later with, for attorney. So, like, that doesn't make me, like, look good. Yeah, just bad timing for you. Yeah, horrible timing. Um, in terms of the tournament, to be honest, I was hoping Cheeto would, like, be a little bit more involved. Kind of annoying, because when he hit me up to do all that, like, I figured it'd just be, like, a regular co-host attorney. Because, like, when I did one with Cod Agent, we also ran a free entry. Um... We sent all the DMs to Cod Agent, and I just helped admin with them. Like, I'd log into it, and we'd all, like, do the DMs, because there were about 160 teams in it. 
Wow. Yeah, you can you can have one person adminning. So there, I think there's about three or four of us doing that. We just would like call out what DM we would take in the Discord call. We'd just do that. Um, figured it'd be the same way for Cheeto and I's journey, and uh, he was gone like the whole time. So like that was pretty annoying. But basically, ran the whole thing by myself. Yeah, and you so, got to think with both of you promoting that tournament, you probably had a good decent turnout, right? Yeah, there was a decent turnout. And yeah. And like I said, um, like when you get like a lot of teams in there, like 160 for the COD agent, that was insane. I've never even done anything crazy like that. And we had three people on it. And then like for mine, I can do like 50, 60. My small ones back in MW were about 20, 30. That's around 40, 50. That range, that's like pretty easy to do by yourself. Uh, Maybe some small inconveniences pop up. It would take a couple minutes you have to focus on, but anything getting around like 70, 60, 70, 80 above, it gets pretty tough to do by yourself. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's out there watching this who like, I don't know, from a an org or, you know, something like that, and you're looking for a dude who can like organize tournaments and, and run things and who knows the am scene, you got to hit up the boy Goofy, man, because this kid's impressive oh, yeah. for what he does for his age and uh, his experience and the way he does it. He handles it very professionally and he's able to run successful tournaments like you just heard by himself. Uh, it's impressive, dude. So yeah, I, I hope someone can pick you up or recognize your talent some, sometime in the near future. Absolutely, which I'm actually in the works with one to two orgs on a couple of side projects when it comes to hosting tournaments. So. Right on. We'll see about that. Yeah, man. I can honestly, I can say, like, as an organ myself, like, I've, like, and I've known, I've, I know, and I've sponsored some of your tournaments in the past, like, with full confidence, I have no issues, you know, helping out with uh, some funding and, you know, sponsoring some of your tournaments, just, you know, helping you get your name out there, helping you really post these things to the mm-hmm. best of your ability. So, yeah, man. Just looking forward to continuing that relationship moving forward and actually learn a, a thing or two. That's one of the reasons, main reasons why I wanted you on this podcast, man, is because like it'd be cool to host a tournament, you know, and, and and actually learn. And that's the best thing we can do for each other here is just like just teach each other how to how to do different things. And my advice to you as far as like kind of looking for ways around the scene to kind of increase your growth is just try different shit, man. Like go ahead, stream, get that experience. Like know what it's like to try to be a successful streamer, mm-hmm. make a YouTube, you know, make a YouTube channel. That's, you know, based around maybe, you know, teaching how to host a turn over how to break down a Google doc. I mean, the, 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 the options are limitless. And at your age, I mean, just like Gary V says, man, like just try shit out, figure it out. Absolutely. You know, 100%. Yeah, man, there's always uh, an opportunity uh, if you're comfortable with it and if it's something you want to do to make content around what you specialize in. Like Jim was just kind of alluding at, like you host tournaments, like you have a name uh, for yourself in the AM scene. People know you as that guy. Why not, you know, like create a content series around how you do it? It doesn't mean you're giving away your secrets and all of a sudden people are going to be able to do it better than you overnight. No, because people still recognize you by your name. But why not? Uh, put some content out around it while you're doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just an idea. No, I agree. Uh, hopefully within like next month or so I can get on the content train. And like you said, like Gary V is always like preaching, just try stuff. Like, yeah, man. You yeah, never know. Like a 40 or 50 year old person. He's like, how old are you? He's like 40. He's like, 
you still have all these years ahead of you and you're giving up now or like you don't know what you're going to do yet. Like you have all these years ahead of you. Just try shit. Like just figure out what you're good at and just keep doing. And so, another important thing that he says like on that note is make content for you meaning like make content that makes you happy and that you enjoy and don't make content for likes for money for an end result for example like this podcast like jim and i love this podcast dude like we love making it we love having guests on we love chit chat and we love talking i don't give a damn if i make a dollar off it or not you know what i mean we're still gonna do it so you got to find that thing for you and uh kind of run with it you know what i mean Definitely. No, 100%. Definitely agree. Right on. All right. Uh, before we jump into more like tournament talk and stuff, wanted to get uh, your background, I guess, in gaming as a whole. So to do that, we're going to run the Triple F segment. All right. So the Triple F segment, it consists of three questions. They all start with an F uh, just to get your background in gaming. First favorite and something else. Yeah. So first up is your first video game that you ever played in memory. Ooh. Um. Damn, that's a good one. Take your time. Uh, there's a game on Sega. Uh, I forget what it's called. Like you're like swinging from vines in a jungle and. I want to say that's it. Some Sega game where you're in a jungle with this guy. And you have to like, was it the was it the Genesis or the GameCube? It was Sega Genesis. <clears throat> GameCube was Nintendo, Jimbo. That was Nintendo? Damn it, man. <laughs> Dude. No, but I think that might have been the first one. And if not that one... It's not a Donkey Kong, right? No, it's not no. Donkey Kong. It's like similar, but with a... <laughs> like like a, an off-brand Donkey Kong? No, like a Georgia like a, like a a guy, Georgia Jungle? Like kind of like a... no. No. All right, we're gonna do some research when I'm <laughs> yeah. when I'm editing the podcast, and we'll see if I can find it. <laughs> right, if yeah. you see it on the screen right now, it means we've solved the mystery and we found the game. Yeah, like Indiana Jones, but different. Okay, I feel you. Same All right. Same. Next question is most forgettable video game, meaning like a game you tried out, you did play a bit, but like at the end of it, you're like, hell no, like this isn't for me. I'm never playing this again. Mm, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, gosh, good question. Kind of hard to think of because most of the games I've ever played. It could be them. like if if you're if you're just like a COD dude and like you've only played FPSs, it could be like the COD that just didn't hit for you. Ooh, okay, so I'd say I'd say probably Gears of War. Uh, Gears of War, like the first like one. Realistic, like any of them. Okay. I like I like realistic like first person shooters like Call of Duty like every Call of Duty pretty much except for Infinite Warfare I've always really liked but I don't like the alien like super bloody gory weird unrealistic like third person like, rolling like, around and, yeah and it's third person you're doing somersaults on the ground like <laughs> so I definitely say probably so the, take it you're not a road company guy either no I would, okay put that one on the list I'm. Horrible that game, and I did not have fun playing it. Dude, not gonna lie, I love that game. Actually, I've been having an itch to go play it again. Oh, I'm so bad at it. I was so good at it. Like, dude, I'm a boomer. Well, I'm a boomer in the AM scene, okay? I'm not a boomer in real life, but in the AM scene with... 
with all yeah we're millennials so millennials in the am scene we're all boomers apparently um but no <laughs> even my ass like i was doing good at that game i don't know i liked it i vibed with it but i feel you man gears of war not for everybody especially if you're more of like a like you said like a realistic like cod battlefield those types of games then yeah i can understand why gears wouldn't be your thing for sure absolutely also i found out the first game i remember the name of it all right what is it, it sega genesis and it was called pitfall Pitfall. Okay. We got it. Heard of it Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. We got him. Yeah. Alright, last question. You are trapped on an island. You got thousand up, thousand down. Unlimited, like you can pick whatever console or PC or whatever system you want, but you can only have one game for the rest of your life. What game you taking with you? Like so I can play it online, like yeah, yeah. You can play it as much as you want, whenever you want. You got food, you're good. You you got a system of your choice, but you can only pick one game. PlayStation Three, Black Ops Two, and I have Mountain Dew and pizza all around. There you go, dude. <laughs> one game to rule them all. Not that, even close. You're probably not alone in that choice. If if COD, COD is the choice, yeah, Black Ops Two, solid game, man. When Black Ops 2 was being ran, like, comp, was it PlayStation or Xbox 360? Hmm. Hmm, good question. Um, I want to say 360, but... Yeah, I, I want to say it was still Xbox, but I could be wrong. I don't know when that shift was, actually. I don't either. I just could never get used to the PlayStation controller, man. Like, this controller reigns supreme. Nah, in man. My, in my book, I gotta go. I gotta go with the the new Dual Sense, man. That's my baby right here. Yeah, I dig it. But I will say, like the the Elite series, like the craftsmanship and like the paddles and like the customization is like second to none. It's pretty bad. Bro, I love I love that thing, man. Yeah. What do you use, uh, Goofy? So I've been playing Claw since Black Ops Two, so it doesn't really matter what I use. But uh, I start off with just Dual Shocks on the ps4 right then funny story silly uh pro player silly mm-hmm. yeah he did a uh controller giveaway it was a battle beaver and i actually won the giveaway right on uh out of like let's say four thousand people damn shout out silly yeah shout yeah, out shout out silly so i won that controller and i just got a battle beaver and i customized it um but I don't have any like back paddles or buttons on the back of it. Because yeah, because you run claw, right? Yeah, I play claw, so I don't really need to. But, yeah. yeah, that's I something. Don't even use that anymore, actually, because I don't like the sticks I got on it. I got like these really tall skinny sticks. Okay. I said it was like pro pro stick grip sticks or something like that, and I thought that's what pros used. And I found out no one uses those because <laughs> they are so hard to control and they're horrible. We'll have to throw up a picture on the screen for those of the those of the people that don't know what claw is. I still don't know what it is. I'm not kidding you. So like, here, you can you can kind of correct me on the screen. It's like you use this finger for this, right? And thumb for all these. Well, let me pull up the Discord. Wait, I can't even see you. Yeah, yeah. So Jim, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna put a picture on the screen, but I'm pretty sure they use their index finger to control the joystick. And then yeah. their thumb is free to jump, jump, jump. And then this, these two fingers back, ooh, back here, run the triggers. Okay. So their thumb is just free at all times. Huh. To be uh, managing the jump, the slide, and all of that, the crouch. Okay. Wait, did you say the thumb? 
thumb, yeah. This doesn't sound right in my head. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. The uh, the way you do it is you have. Oh no! Okay, sorry. Thumb is still on the on the uh, joystick, and yeah. it's the claw finger that runs all these. Yeah, index finger. Uh, okay, so yeah. On all the buttons, and then your middle finger is controlling the trigger. Dude, I have like tiny little sausage fingers. There's no <laughs> chance. Oh, yeah, no chance, bro. I have super long skinny fingers. So. My brain just could not compute when I tried, dude. It was just like, nope. It took me about two weeks to get good at it. And I also put on tactical, and that took me like two days. So that would be- okay. The tactical claw. I mean, claw claw been uh, saving people money on controllers from day one, though, so. Definitely. Definitely. I think Shotzi plays claw. Scump plays claw. A lot, a lot of pros yeah, do. Shotzi does. Definitely the move. All right, man. Well, we got we got your gaming background. Thank you for that. Uh, I wanted to jump back into tournament talk, so let's take it back. Um, when did you host your first tournament, and like, what gave you that idea? Uh, had you like been in tournaments before and said, "Hmm, like you know, I could do this, or I could do this better," or so? Yeah. When was your first tournament? What made you want to start hosting tournaments, and how did that first one go? So I think. Okay, so the first time I hosted a tourney, it was, I want to say, like, two weeks after MW's, like, comp season ended. Like, right after the LCQ and God Champs for the amateurs. Um, everyone started switching to Black Ops 4. And personally, I sucked at Black Ops 4. And I really liked MW, unlike a lot of people. So <laughs> Unpopular every, opinion. Yeah, very unpopular. Everyone, I don't know, I like MW. Anyways. Everyone starts switching over to Black Ops 4, and I'm still grinding MW just because I think it's fun. Warzone's on there, whatever. And I, I had like a pretty decent group of people who still really liked MW and played it and didn't like Black Ops 4 or want to buy it or whatever. Right. Um, so I want to say like two, three weeks after season ended, uh, COD Agent started hosting like all these Black Ops 4 tourneys. That's where most of the top AMs went, but like, the low to mid tier AMs that I ran with, uh, we still played MW like just for fun, and we played that shit a lot. So they're hosting these tourneys. I'm like, damn, are they ever gonna host an MW tourney? Like, what's going on here? Why did everyone just leaving this great game? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and like I figured they'd never host one. And after a while, they did, but it was like way down the line. But everyone's like. Man, I wish there was an MW tourney, all these Black Ops 4 tourneys, the game sucks. Uh, and I was like, hmm, maybe I could do it. And I'd played in one of their tourneys before, I think, so I knew that there was like a Google form you had to make. And I knew that there was like a Google doc you had to make, like a spreadsheet for mm-hmm. the roster and stuff. So I had like a decent idea of it. But I was kind of just winging it, to be honest. But I tried to do it, and uh, all the MW people I ran with played it. And I had around. I think for my first one, like, 20-something teams with, like, a $25 buy-in or something like that. That's really good, man. Especially yeah. considering the game was, like, over, quote-unquote. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, like, dead, pretty much. So, I thought that was super good. Uh, I think I had a payout for my first tourney of, like, $400. Nice, so that bro. That was cool. Um, and then it had a, like, pretty big success. These people were like, hey, you should start doing that more. And then I got a bunch of follows from it. Uh, that's when I like first started to blow up. So I hosted like I might have hosted an S and D tourney or two, and then, like the others were variant tourneys. Uh, 
And those just kind of like start blowing up. I had G Burst in one. And then the owner of God Agent, he played one of mine, Shane Thor. Uh, right on. So, yeah, that's basically how it went. Just for okay, until uh, the next guy came out. So, it sounds like there was a. Uh a gap i guess in the game that you loved playing and a few other people still liked playing and you just kind of said hey i'm gonna give it a go and see how it goes and it turned out it went well right yeah uh, actually the first one i think i had an issue with the google document like i shared the wrong link and everyone's like shooting me like 20 dms they're like hey the google doc's not working fix the google docs in a different link and i was like chill out i don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> it took me a couple minutes to figure it out stop yelling uh, at me other than that it went smoothly every time after. Just took that one where everyone started begging me to to really understand how to do it. Right. Is on. there any is there any return for your like efforts? Like when you host attorney, is there like I know I see some I I see some hosts like they do like eighty percent payout or something like that. So do you ever do do anything like that when you uh, host attorneys? Funny thing is, is when I host the bigger attorneys, the free entries, I don't take like money from sponsors or anything like that yeah the sponsor gives me 25 bucks it's all in the prize pool mm-hmm. another one gives me 50 throw that in the prize pool someone else mm-hmm. gives me 50 throw it in the prize pool i don't take like 25 bucks and like i don't take their money to pay for the graphic or anything so like that's i make zero dollars and those are my busiest tournaments it's a so, pure pure passion project huh yeah those ones are just for the people you know like that's free money for them and then yeah, right on journeys, I'll usually take, it depends, like 80, 85%. So like 15%. So if it's like $200 attorney, I'll take 20 bucks, 25 bucks. That's not bad. No. So like if I need to pay for a graphic, that'll pay for graphic, which is usually 10 or 15, depending who I go to. Then I have $10 for an evening. So I mean, it's a Big Mac, bro. What you want. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is. Dinner or whatever. I don't think yeah. it's very selfish. I think it's pretty decent. No, it's extremely reasonable, man. And that you know, for anyone listening that that wants to sponsor or anything like that, hey, my next sponsorship, man, I'm giving you my sponsorship money and I'm paying your ass. Hey, so, there we go. <laughs> yo, okay, so you gotta, you gotta so take care of the boys. Everybody knows. Well, everybody who watches this, our loyal following, knows what's going on with us, our rebrand, all the big news that's coming. So I guess we have the man on right now. We can kind of hint at what's going to happen once we do rebrand and launch. We are going to be teaming up with Goofy here and we're going to be throwing we're going to be throwing attorney and it's going to be a it's going to be a biggie. So that's all I'm going to say for now. We're going to throw that out there. Just be on the lookout everybody. All of our followers, all of Goofy's followers, we got big stuff coming in the works. And yes, we will be taking care of the man. The man has been grinding for the community. He's been grinding for, you know, it's just out of pure passion. And uh, we want to give back as well. And we're going to take care of him as well as we do it. So be on the lookout. Yeah, that's going to be a banger. I don't think anybody's going to miss it. Nope. It's going to be great, man. Yeah, I'm hyped for this. Anyway, uh, last question on tourneys, I guess. I wanted to know, um, with the state of the AM scene right now, obviously you have a unique perspective because you not only host the tourneys, but you also play as well. Like you're also an active player in the AM scene. I'm talking pro points. I'm talking challengers, you know, et cetera. Uh, what do you think as a player 
Um, what do you think the AM scene needs right now? Does it, like does it need more attorneys? Does it need same amount of attorneys, but just maybe better run? Um, does it need more funding? Like, what do you think the AM scene needs right now to be a little more solidified to kind of mirror, I guess, what the pro scene is doing? It's a good question also. I've also thought about these kinds of things. Um, so there's like, off the top of my head, there's about four major attorney hosters. That'd be Cheeto, Cod Agent, uh, Avidity. She hosts like most of the co-ed and the female attorneys. Shout out Avidity. Yep. Shout out Avidity. Yep. And then Winter used to host like a couple, but she's like on a hiatus right now, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, so there's like four of us right there. And right. she does the co-ed and the girl attorneys. Cheeto hosts his big attorneys on like Sundays. And then I kind of, I'm like the free entry guy at the moment. Like me and God agent host the only free entries really. Or mm-hmm. like maybe some other like random people like throw attorney and just host it themselves and put up the prize pool. But for the most part, like consistent attorneys, it's just us two. Uh, so I think, I don't know. Oh, some people want like free entry only because they don't want to, you know, just throw away six twenty five a person, but yeah. it's understandable. Because if you, I mean, if you're paying for three paid attorneys a week or whatever, like I know it gets like up there, adds um, up a little bit. Yeah, it, it definitely adds up over a month or so. So before you continue, just a question on that. So obviously, for people maybe who don't know, there's free entry tournaments. Obviously, it's self-explanatory. You don't pay anything. You have a chance to win a set prize based on like sponsorship money. And then there's paid entry, which teams are expected per player to put up a little money that goes into the pot for the eventual winnings. Um, so pay to play, essentially. I was going to ask... Uh, in your experience with free versus pay, is there a different level of competition? Because in my mind, I would think that if a team has to pay to enter, like they're coming in with a little more of a serious mind state and maybe they're a little more established as a team. Is that true or is the competition level the same? (laughs) So that's a good question. So in the free entries, you'll get more teams. So you'll have like, so you have, 80 teams, 50, 50 don't play attorneys like hardly ever. They, they don't play the paid attorneys, okay? And then you'll get like 10, 20, 30 really good teams. Right. And like, I'd say about 10 of them are probably playing in almost every tourney that pops up on the timeline. And they're really good and like they're in competition to win all of them. Yeah, they're, they're grinding. Top, top eight, top six of the tourneys, top four, whatever. And then you'll get like a group who I put myself in this group is like right outside of that group. So you're like making quarterfinals and losing to these top 10 teams or whatever. And then there's like another group outside of them or it's, it's all in stages, but definitely for the paid tourneys, you'll run into that top 10, top 20 like teams that are really good and always get money. Uh, you can run into them in both, but if you're hosting a free entry $50 tourney, you, and then there's like a paid tourney that's got two hundred dollar prize. You'd you'd expect them to be in the paid tourney. Sometimes they'll play in both, and if they have to like forfeit one of them, they'll definitely drop out of the free entry first when the yeah real money. right for sure. Because also there's like a, a status that kind of comes with it. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like if you're winning a free entry tourney for fifty dollars, where you want to shoot a one go thousand dollar prize. 
like obviously there's more money, but like everyone knows that if you win a Cheeto, like you gotta be goaded. Same thing for yeah, like a for sure. attorney. So yeah. Right on. Yeah, I was just curious. My, I mean, I kind of knew the answer already. Just the people who are out there grinding these tournaments, pay to enter, you know, like they're the ones that run into these free entry ones and kind of mop up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so back to your what your thought process on like what the AMC needs. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I'd say there's two solutions with all the cheating and stuff that's going on, which I talked about in my last podcast I was on, Inside Podcast. Yeah, we need anti-cheat um, bad. It's basically just anti-cheat. If they don't have anti-cheat, send it back to console. What these next-gen consoles, which I've played on the PS5 a couple times, like it's pretty damn crazy. So I don't see why we wouldn't be able to go back to it, especially these just came out. So like they can run up to 120 frames. So yeah, not that far off of a PC. Yeah. You just get a good monitor, which you took the money you were going to spend on a PC and just get a PlayStation and a 144 Hertz monitor. Then you're chilling. Like you're damn near the same way. So I don't see why we couldn't go back to the console only. Uh, it'd make the playing field way more even, in my opinion, like outside of the cheating. Um, like if everyone's playing on the exact same frames, same controller, same console, whatever, like no one has an advantage. So you get like these people who can drop $2,500, $3,000 on PCs and get these insane monitors and they're running like 250 frames and you're running 110 with a 60 hertz monitor. That's quite a gap, and for mm-hmm. people to say like yeah. that doesn't make that big of a difference, yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. Pretty big difference. It's like I do. I do just fine, man. I play on a Series X with a MSI one millisecond, one forty four hertz monitor, and sometimes, man, it's very rare. But when I cook, I cook, and like oh, yeah, definitely, I went from playing on a sixty five inch TV because I thought that was the shit. <laughs> I went from playing comp last season or last con. I was playing comp in leagues and shit on a 65 inch curved 4K TV and my Xbox One. What? I remember I got my first 40 bomb on a zero, a zero cave, man, and I was just like tripping. I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. When I was the pub kid, and when I first got into that, I was playing on the uh, big old flat screen too. Yeah, like, J- Jimbo cooks all right. He likes to cook his own teammates too. <laughs> oh man Sam yeah that's all I gotta say alright I'll tell you this story so we're playing <laughs> with our we're playing with like so we've grown to, grown to become kind of close with uh, Sam uh, Phoenix and uh, we're playing league with him a couple nights ago dude and we're on control it's round it's we're we're down what it was like 2-2 we mm-hmm. were neck and neck and it was our placement game. It was my placement game. Sam all, placement all of ours, game. yeah. All of our placement game. And, like, we're coming down to the wire. We need one tick on A. And it's like 20 a. seconds left, I think. Yeah. 20 seconds left. We need one tick left. I'm like, hey, I got streaks. I got artillery. And they're like, pop that shit. I was like, I have to wait for myself to respawn. So they all get staged in top green. I open up, you know, my streak, and I see, you know, I run with uh, pink and and lime green as the teammates, so I see <laughs> I see pink all over the point. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, pop it! And I popped all three. Well, little did I know, and I didn't really think about the process, but <laughs> the moment the other team heard artillery coming in, 
they were going to jump off the point and run straight into my teammates. Well, they did exactly that, and my teammates, all the all these all the bros, wipe the other team and then start moving into the hill. Yeah, well, we wipe me. So fr- from our point of view, context, me, Phoenix, and uh, our other teammate, we wipe, we push successfully push out of top green. And anybody who plays Cold War, you know how hard that is to break from top green into uh, over satellite and everything. So we break it. We pop these dudes off and we're like, yes, yo, we're on it. We're on it. Last 20 seconds. We need one tick. Stack, stack, stack. And then... <laughs> The third round comes in, dude, right on the satellite. Oh, no. <laughs> That's where I placed he the He killed round. all of us, dude, and we lost the game. So basically, and I was chilling bottom. I was sitting. I was sitting at truck when I when I popped my uh, my artillery, so I couldn't I couldn't get there in time. Because what I did was I was like, okay, if I'm breaking, if I'm jumping out of top green, I'm breaking this hill. I'm normally running into a dude at the box heady at the base on the ramp. There's gonna be a guy behind on the satellite and there's probably going to be a dude right at the corner uh right when you come out of top green you that butt hook right corner and i saw two i saw two pink dots right at the doorway in the top green i saw a pink dot right behind satellite and i sure as hell saw a pink dot at the box heading i'm like i got him and yeah it ended up happening anyway (laughs) <laughs> shout, shout out shout out sam that was that yeah, was funny bro. we still we still chirped him to that for that it's on the it's on the tl bro like yeah. the story i'm honestly disappointed you did that <laughs> right bro imagine being us bro you know how hard it is 20 seconds left to break that that control from top green we actually break it we hop in we're like all right stack 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 and then whoa, bam. dude i actually i might have recorded that i have like a 45 second recording I might. I gotta check my uh, my yeah. captures. If you got Xbox. it, send it to me. I'll throw it up on the yeah. screen. <laughs> There's a big old F in the chat moment for me, bud. Huge F in the chat. And I dropped like 40 kill. I dropped over 40 that game too, running a sub. Oh, you have to deduct at least three. Well, deaths. yeah, you dropped 43. Yeah, so yeah, we'll drop we'll drop you to 37. But yeah, anyways, back to uh, the original point. Uh, Anti cheat. I 100% agree with you. It's like the biggest gap in the AM scene right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it honestly, it doesn't give much confidence to anybody who actually has some like uh, respect for themselves and respect for the game and like respect for people, like people who don't cheat essentially is what I'm trying to say. Um, it It doesn't give us people much confidence entering into any form of competition from whether it's league play or an actual like big tournament. Like it's, you always have that thing in the back of your head. Yeah. Like you're going to run into someone who's, who's cheating. Like there's just no competitive integrity. And I think I want to say Hex was talking about that. That's part of the reason why these CDL teams, a lot of them aren't really pushing for challengers teams because of the online environment and the fact that there's just no competitive integrity, you know, yeah. it's, it's uh, from an organist org owner's perspective. Like why would I be paying a salary to a group of nasty dudes? If they're just going to get rounded by cheaters. Yep. Like yep. you, there's no insurance on it. Like you don't know if you're going to run into them first round, second round, like whenever, like you could, mm-hmm. and if uh, they're good enough at it and they can hide it or whatever, uh, then there's no way to approve it. So, some dark times for competitive amateur call of duty man one of the other things that i kind of think about 
is it's like as bad as cheating is and how it's like ruining everything i think like i don't think the worst part about it is that the team cheating is winning and you're losing i think it is like dividing the cod community like so heavily just because like say these guys are nasty and they've just been grinding and they're not cheating they go and beat this top amt and they finally hit that breakthrough and like Mm-hmm. level up you know and these kids just start calling them cheaters yeah, yeah. then they get it, it, there's a double-edged sword there for sure it definitely I've, just like brings your morale down a little bit and uh if they get like accused by really well-known people then everyone just knows them for being cheaters even it's if it's like, true or if it's not so it's like our own version of cancel culture man and it sucks because like especially like and I've talked on this before on the TL. I was I was chirping back at some dudes. I think it was when like E Beastie Gaming had gone up against like Cruzy and company. Mm-hmm. Um and they were just like, yeah, caught in 4K and like all this stuff. And like regardless if the kid was cheating or not, like I mean, that's detrimental to I mean, the mental the mental mind fuck, dude, for a kid who's like 16, 17 years old. Or I mean, you gotta be 18 to play in Challenger, but still like yeah, like a young kid just getting just demolished on the timeline on social media it, it's hard and it's just like and, and you you want kids to grind you want kids to strive to go pro because that's how we keep the competitive community rolling is these young kids that are trying to get into the scene and fry that's what those are going to be the future pros yep and if you're if you're murdering them while they're in the amateur scene and i guess it's kind of like a rite to passage but still like you're just killing some kids, some some kids' drive and confidence, like to where they just you know put the controller away or go pick up another game or something, you know. Hundred percent. I've seen like people switch to Warzone, um, <clears throat> completely give up Call of Duty and just go work, and make money. I I know so many people that have just given up this year. Yeah, it's very crazy. skilled, very skilled competitive players too. I, I mind you that, like I I know some of these kids mm-hmm. and they're just like they're good at the game. They're nasty. Mm-hmm. It's just so annoying because like. There's no like GGs. You guys really fucked us up that map. Like it's. Mm-hmm. I wonder if these guys were cheating. Like that's yeah. all you think about in the back of your mind. Like even There's when no I was real like, like sportsmanship that, behind it. That play might have been kind of sus. Let me go back in theater and watch it, and then it just kind of makes everything toxic. So mm-hmm. it's just so annoying. Yeah. So, other than anti cheat, is there anything else you think the AMC needs to you know continue to thrive and be a better version of itself? Honestly, no. Like, I think I think everything is pretty good how it is. If if there weren't like cheating accusations and all that stuff being thrown around, I think we'd be chilling because like we have co-host attorneys, women's attorneys, our leagues are good. Uh, everything's going good. It's just the cheaters, and it's so annoying. Right. That's yeah. Like the it's the only thing like you could talk about. Honestly. Like, yeah, I hear annoying, you. But yeah. I honestly think we'd be in good hands if all that stuff was sorted out. So hopefully it does get sorted out soon before we go back to console. I think we're at a good point too. Like I like this meta. I like the current meta. Hmm, I guess that's another thing we could talk about is GAs and stuff like that. What do you guys think about GAs? Other questions on you. <laughs> well, so we've talked about this before. I think it was like our first episode. Um, COD and I. I was watching. Uh, Haggy was on the podcast today, or, yeah, the podcast today with Nameless and Pac-Man, and he kind of said it like pretty beautifully. It's just like you know, like players and coaches and organizations, like players need GAs to keep the game competitive. Mm-hmm. Like 
you have barrels that increase your damage range 150%. You know what I mean? And I mean, Parasite was saying, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, this isn't exactly what he said, but you know, put it into context, like garrison itself from front to back of the map, maybe 100 meters. So if you have an AR that can really do damage at that range, like it's just not that competitive. You know what I mean? So and Call of Duty is made for multiplayer. It's made for Warzone. It's it's not made for competitive players because we're a very small community within the realm of Call of Duty. And mm-hmm. we're just, you know, we're the we're the little guys. So we have to kind of take matters into our own hands to make sure that it stays competitive and pretty even across the board. And I think that's why we have so many GAs. I mean, it is why we have so many GAs. And the way the reason why the pros kind of take it into those considerations. I mean, you got a barrel, you got a barrel that does vehicle damage. You know what I mean? These weapons are made for Warzone and multiplayer. They're not made for competitive. So it takes a while for the game to develop competitively because things, you know, pros and players, they just figure things out. You know, they figure out the exploits on the map. They figure out what guns work the best. You know what I mean? I mean, how many hours do you think pro teams, coaches who are on salaries where their job is Call of Duty? So how many hours do you think they're sitting in a private match just shooting the shit out of each other with a stopwatch saying like, hey, this is time to kill times and stuff like that. Granted, like we have a lot of stats now within the gunsmith, but you know, you got to take those, those factors into, into consideration. So I think this current meta having the QBZ is kind of like your flex role or, you know, your close range AR to where you can get away with running. I mean, I saw Surge today. Surge is rocking two QBZs and two AK-74Us on Apocalypse Hardpoint. And, you know, I mean, guys like Pristini were frying with it. So, you know, I think certain maps, like you need, you need a, a lower, a lower tier AR to really kind of do that job. Because the M4 was just ridiculous, like that yeah. headshot there was just it. It 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 literally brought the time to kill back to Modern Warfare for me. Yeah, and the, you know, like that was one of the fastest time to kills that you know you really could experience. So, you know. So my team- thought, my thoughts on GAs, just going off what you're saying, Jim. Uh, it's two part. One, so I agree that they're necessary. Um, because the game isn't only made for competitive it's made for a broad spectrum of people and players okay so two things and they both oddly enough involve the developer obviously and support but two things that i think can help uh make it a little better are one in the alpha and beta stages of the game i think you need to elongate those periods for the professional community so that they can hop on these exploits, hop on these gun balancing things a little earlier, um, instead of just giving them like, you know, three random maps. And and maybe maybe you have to say like, hey, like you guys can't stream any of this because we don't want to reveal the the game just yet. But give the professional community more time before the game launches to kind of iron this stuff out, so that we're not sitting here at stage two of the league after a first major and they're still trying to figure stuff out like they're still trying new metas they're still trying new maps like 
have them give them a little bit of a leg up on really playing the game and really getting down and dirty with it. Uh, that's that's number one. Number two is I don't think GAs will ever go anywhere because no COD is ever going to be made just for competitive. Like the competitive pro players are always going to have to tune it a little to their liking. However, that being said, I think if the 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 pro community like the cap team captains and gms or whoever and the developer have a more open line of communication and actually apply those gas to say league play and you know make make some adjustments for the league specifically on a more regular basis i think then gas won't be as uh as much of like a negative topic like oh here's another ga oh here's another ga list like just add another chalk another one up to the ga list you know what i mean i think if it's more of a, a agreed upon thing with the developer and the developer like supports their changes and things like that and actually implements it into league play i think that would be uh, a plus for it as well and i think that'll help out with metas and again solidify things faster so that we can just fucking like enjoy the game you know what i mean mm -hmm. like that's what we want to do we want to enjoy it to play and we want to enjoy it to watch we don't want to have to worry about what maps are in what maps are out what guns are in what guns are out what attachments are in what are you know what i mean definitely I that's think, my like, take like you're saying like definitely i think parasite like the nail on the head with this stuff it's like some of these things are necessary like mm -hmm. smokes in this game before they just got this last fix were so broken you just throw one at your feet and then you could shoot at people yeah. when they shoot at you they can't shoot back like that was stupid uh snipers mm, i kind of have mixed feelings about it and i'm on the fence i don't really know like they should be in or not a lot of these lanes are maps have like lanes that are super clear and without smokes on the maps uh it can kind of make sniping op so i don't know that one's iffy but in terms of like xm4 if it's broken yeah like wait for a tune uh to come in and then maybe bring it back but i think the qbc's i don't think it's like way worse but i think it's a little bit worse but i think it's probably fine to stay in 74 yeah. Kind of biased because I'm a sub player, but I think mm -hmm. I think it needs a slight uh, range nerf. But other than that, yeah, like, bro, like a that, increased damage drop off. That new DLC sub in League Play has right, been melting me, bro. Get that out of here. I know <laughs> that thing has been melting me, and it's not fun, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Keep that away. Going back to uh, your love for Modern Warfare, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the game. However, I have said this from day one and I keep saying it. I think sniping in that game was the best sniping I've ever played in Call of Duty. And that might be a hot take, I but... Mean, uh, it was pretty good on that game. I yeah, yeah. Super balanced, super fair. That's the one thing. Like I enjoy this meta currently with the way the QBZ hits, the Craig at long range, it's a laser beam, it serves its purpose. 74U, maybe nerf the damage drop-off very slightly. Don't nerf it into the ground like they did the FFAR in the beginning of the game. And we'll be sitting pretty. But then just fix smokes. And one thing that we need for snipers is a little bit more flinch when you're getting shot at. A little more. <laughs> a lot a bit more. Because, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll open up with my Craig across the map against a sniper in league play. And I go and I view the, you know, and he just flicks on me. He's got He's like one shot. It's like, come on, man. Like... You know, it's so. rough. Yeah, definitely needs some some tuning to go on and make the game a little bit more interesting. I, I, but I think we're we're getting there. We are getting there. Uh, 
last question to you from me um just going back to the uh amc and again so it's it's like no secret that teams don't really stick together and you know don't uh like honestly you're lucky if if you have a team in the cod amc and that's plays together for more than a month to be honest with you um and we talked to you know Saul Garza about this when we had him on the podcast shout out Saul um he he mentioned one of the because he's been in and around the AM scene for a long time now he's worked with a lot of players who are now pros and he said like one of the biggest things if you're like a kid who really wants to make it in the pro scene is like be a good teammate so I wanted to ask you like what what do you think the reasoning is uh in the am scene for like all of the turnover of players and teams and breaking up dropped you know like why don't teams stick together more um is it just because like kids aren't good teammates or like what is it in your mind in your experience i guess uh being in the am scene so i've been on a lot of teams which sounds bad at first but let me get my point across i've been on a lot of teams and there's so many different factors that can come into like why you would leave a team, why you would stay with a team, why a team worked out, why a team didn't work out. And so first off, like the biggest thing for me that is like bigger than gun skill, skill, map knowledge, awareness, like everything is the vibes that people bring in to the game. So like I get on Call of Duty every day because I enjoy playing Call of Duty and it's fun and it makes me happy. If I get into a game and my teammate is just bitching and griping the whole time and just yelling and I can't even focus on like trying to have fun or enjoy the game, mm-hmm. like focus on like actual tasks in the game that I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. it just takes like all the fun out of it and takes my mind on him doing that instead of me rotating or like stuff like that. So I don't, I like to get on and play and like get better and win and I don't like to argue. And then you can get a team that's like you got like four friends. You guys make a team together, super fun, and you guys are horrible. So <laughs> yeah. I like to win and I like to have fun, but you have to find a balance. And it's that balance is hard to find, I it's guess. So yeah, it really is. Like one person can just throw off the entire vibe. You can find three people, or like you can find four people. One of them can mess up the vibes and it can ruin the chemistry for the entire team. Like you can replace that person and get a new fourth and it just wouldn't be the same, you know, because like the chemistry you guys have, but if it's starting to be like a chore to get on and you know, it's going to be arguing and it's just not going to be fun. I'm like, what's the point of staying? So that's why I left my first team for cold war. We were pretty nasty, but vibes just weren't there. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, your team was nasty. Why'd you guys split up? Like, well, you weren't in the call when we were all yelling at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Day in, day out. Like not it's a positive just, uh, reinforcing experience at the yeah, end like, of the Why would you want to be on if you're just yelling at each other the whole time? You know? Like it's not a job. I'm not getting paid. I get on to have fun. Yeah. So that's like one of the one or two of the things that I look at. That and you have to be good. Like I don't get on to lose every day. I wanna get better mm-hmm. and I wanna win some things, get my name out there. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah so i guess the main thing for any ams watching right now if you want to make it in the am scene and you know we want to like start seeing some teams stick together you know we want to see some teams like do what wester did at the beginning of this game and even majority of them are still together now um they just brought haggy back who was an original member last year or black ops 4 um if you're an am player like one be a good teammate 
you know, uh, be a teammate that can be counted on, etc. Have competitive integrity. Like we need more of that in the AM scene. Like until we get an anti cheat, we just need more people to be, you know, honest and you know play fair etc and then three just bring the vibes man like it's a game at the end of the day like yeah we're all competitive like deep down we all have a bit of a competitive edge to us but like it's a game at the end of the day it's an escape from you know the real life and whatever and like just bring the vibes man have fun with it and uh we don't gotta be so toxic (laughs) check your ego bro it's cool to have some ego like you know too much ego is just toxic man like people need to in my opinion like there's there's guys that just like their ego is just super toxic yeah sure like ego is going to get your name out there you know what i mean but at the end of the day like humility is what what really kind of sets you above and beyond like those guys that just like ego you all the time you know it's just like show some humility show some empathy for people and you know like pat the dude on the shoulder like hey gg bro like come at me if you want to get better like offer some sort of like advice or something like that like hey the reason why we cooked you here or the reason why you're not doing as well as you know we are just do this you know what i mean try this this is what we do in practice or whatever just like help each other get better i think at the end of the day it'll help the community grow and stuff like that yeah man and those things that you just mentioned uh humility empathy like those will serve you well in real life too outside of the game you know um these are qualities that why not if you're spending like we have people who play video games like and they spend a lot of their time a lot of their hours of the day like on the video game why not you know start learning some positive things that you can apply in your real life while on the video game and vice versa you know that's just uh Let's just be better as a community. <laughs> 100% agree. All right, man. Jimbo, you got any last questions for my man Goofy? Um, no, man, I'm good. I'm just happy to have you on finally. And, uh, you know, looking forward to working with you in the future. And um, definitely going to want to play the video game with you too, bro. Yes. Uh, that's one for thing sure. I want to a little bit more is playing like pubs and stuff like that a little bit more. Hell yeah, bro. I just downloaded Warzone, so I want to get back into it. Dude, might have to do that sometime. I yeah. did too, but last time I played it with an IRL, I was getting dunked on. So, <laughs> MW is my favorite. Yeah. No, All right, man. Playing, no, go ahead. Plunder. Plunder. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. your favorite game Plunder. mode. Dude, it's such a gangster-ass game mode, dude. You just run around, take people, jump people for their money. It's pretty cool. I play All right. Goofy, I'm going to put all your socials uh, on the screen here for people to follow you. Everybody, uh, if you uh, have made it this far in the episode, thank you for uh, listening in, watching. Um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe on the video, share it. Turn on them notifications. Yes, turn on them notifications, share the video, and uh, make sure you go show Goofy some love. Hit up his socials, give him a like, give him a follow. And uh, yeah, Goofy, appreciate you coming on, brother. Uh, Like I said, continue killing it in the scene. You're still young. You have a ton of potential and you've already done so much already. Keep killing it. And uh, we look forward personally to working with you in the future, man. Absolutely. You guys are killing it too. It's very fun to be on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks a lot for having me. All right. That's it. Signing out. Peace. Peace